right. Chaos, confusion, memories. Just two best friends, Haley, Mackenzie. We are here to retell, recount, remember our favorite times together. Will it be theme parks, movies, horses, rides, news, TV shows? Marvel. No, nobody knows. Nobody, nobody knows. knows, but it, it's going to be fun. And uh, we're glad that you guys can join us. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, hope you enjoyed our rant on annual passes, which turned into just a rant about JPEG and everything that's wrong with Disney right now. Um, this um, week is going to be no different. Yeah, to continue on with that, we are going to rant about the fast passes versus Lightning Lane and all of the horrible changes. Yes. So like I said last episode, I highly, highly, highly <laughs> recommend watching Defunct Land. Um, Kevin Perger, he makes these amazing, incredibly, like, awesome videos um about really anything like he does like defunct rides defunct lands defunct tv shows even and movies awesome so he just did well not just did november time uh he did a video of a deep dive of the fast pass system how it came to be what it you know, morphed into, and he ran a simulation. He hired a industrial engineer to run a simulation um, to answer the question. You know, are fast passes making lines shorter? And so he compared um, the original fast pass system, which is paper. Which he, I love the paper fast yeah. pass system. I have so many good memories of it. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's my favorite. They're little machines, little yeah. machines, and you take a little paper entrance ticket and you stick it in the machine. It would spin it out <laughs> return time. I used to love Me that. Too. It was so much fun, and it was easy. Like you yeah. go, you put it in, you get a return time. Mm -hmm. Simple as that. Yeah. So he compared that system, Fast Pass Plus, and no Fast Passes whatsoever, and he ran this simulation, and um, the gist of it is that. Really, um, fast passes really don't make it any better, like for the amount of rides that you get to do or the um, the amount of time that you're waiting in lines. No, when the, they did this, they did like, like how do they do it? Like based on like an average person, where like they would sign for their fast pass and then wait around. They or ran. They, did how, like, they we ran. Would have done it. So here, so they. Woo, hit the mic. Whoopsie. So he built different archetypes of okay. theme park goers. I didn't write them all down. There's like seven different archetypes. Um, and what they did is that they made independent decisions. So they flipped a coin and that coin was weighted based on the type of archetype that they mm -hmm. were. So if they were like a ride enthusiast, theirs would be – so the coin would be either attraction or activity. So activity would be like shopping or show or something like that. Mm -hmm. So if you were a ride enthusiast, yours would be weighted towards attraction. So you would have – it would be more likely that you would flip for an attraction. You also would get a um, – they would roll like a, a die. And there was eight different rides. And they would roll it to see like what ride they would go. Each one of them has a uh, 
bulking time, which means like the amount of time that they're willing to wait in line, mm-hmm. um, that would help them make their decision. So if their bulking time was like 30 minutes and the wait time was 40 minutes, they would do the decision process over again. So he ran this simulation. It's very interesting. And I, I really – this is a spoiler. So if you if you don't want to be spoiled by it, I was pretty shocked <laughs> by it. Um, I would just fast forward a couple of minutes. So he ran the simulation for an actual day, like an actual theme park day, the amount of people that were there, the um, like the wait times throughout the day. It was Animal Kingdom. This had like, been a very large computer. It was amazing. So the whole time he's showing you like his – theme park that he made it's like hi guys welcome to shape land and whatever and so he's showing you the disparity of um how fast passes so no fast passes kind of made it so like the middle where like you ride like two to six rides Mm -hmm. um that was like the highest um and the lowest was like zero one and then like eight nine ten so the amount of times that you were able to ride a ride the original fast pass system also saw like a similar trend but more people being able to ride more rides so like the highest was like not from two to six it was like four to seven kind okay. of a thing the fast pass plus system saw it that the middle um kind of went down a lot so you either didn't really ride anything or you were like us and we could play the system and you rode a insane amount of rides i I had mastered the fast pass system mastered it i promise you i could ride way more rides with the fast pass than Mm -hmm. without but not everyone had took the had the time to learn to do it how we did it we didn't just do that from the start like i remember the first time we used it it was awful so that goes back to the conversation that we were having last week about how they are not these systems that they're rolling out and how they're trying to push out annual pass holders <laughs> and play towards the once in a lifetime people, their programs aren't built that way. No, it's, it's because, definitely not. Yeah. So the way that like his findings was that, you know, Fast Class Plus definitely didn't make the average wait times any shorter it made the gap between um like theme park goers who go all the time you know semi-annual and once in a lifetime people it made those groups like farther and farther apart in their experiences opposed to the original fast pass which was a little bit more of like an even playing field but kind of played towards like um you know, giving the once in a lifetimers a little bit more of a ch- yeah of a chance, and I feel like it was not as easily manipulated. Like with the Fast Pass Plus system and the Genie Plus, like it's so easily manip- manipulated. They can push you to do what they uh-huh. want you to do wherever they want more yeah. people. Mm-hmm. The systems can push you there, and they, and you know, yeah. the old system, the paper system, I feel like mm-hmm. they didn't have that kind of control. Like it was, you know, when one time frame war like was full, they moved to the next. Like yeah, it, it wasn't as easily manipulated. Yeah, so. You know? Overall, the video is amazing. I'm going to kind of walk through some of the things that he said um, and some of the history that he said, but I highly, 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 highly recommend um, because he goes into a little bit more about like the psychoanalysis of lines and how Disney really studies 
how people want to wait in lines, which is really cool. If you guys um, want a tip, um, the wait times are – if there's ever, like, 90-minute wait times at, like, uh, the new Snow White – roller coaster it's usually not 90 minutes no they just don't want you over there mm-hmm. and um, that's bulking that's they, they do it a ton though like yeah that line when it's all the way out is like 30 minutes max yeah and i'll and uh, i he talked about when they started doing that so faking this out yeah Rude. so basically disney's always been interested in um capacity so when a lot of people will talk about ride capacity and so that's basically the combination of arrival rate, so the amount of influx of people at particular times of the day or, like, in Disney's instance, they, they do it by hour. Mm-hmm. So however many people are coming and however many people can can go out. And so that is their capacity per, per hour. So Haunted Mansion, their capacity per hour is about 33,000 people. Oh, my gosh. 20,000 leagues under the sea. So uh, it, it was about 14,000 an hour. So significantly less. Yeah. So Walt Disney World was having a, an issue, and Disneyland was also having the same issue, where these rides, such not really even rides, but like Country Bears and 20,000 Leagues, always had like an hour wait. And they were like, why? Yeah. <laughs> why? Yeah, why are we having not- these hour waits? And Haunted Mansion would be, like, out of 35 minutes. It's their capacity per hour. Now explain to me Peter Pan. I can't. (laughs) (laughs) That is – there is no reason that Peter Pan should have a 90-minute wait to 120-minute wait every single time. Well, that's also their capacity per hour. They don't have a huge capacity like Haunted Mansion. Their track is a lot smaller. smaller. It's just so – yeah, I that would be interesting to look up their capacity. Per yeah. Hour. So Bruce Laval, he was an industrial engineer. Um, so he started to work with Disney to work with computers to um, really like build on people's time. Like, how can we really take like their time in the park and build it to like their best optimizing of their time? Um. And they discovered that the Country Bears and 20,000 Leagues was something called false demand, where the lines are long and they look long. And so people are like, oh, my gosh, maybe I should get in this line. Like, this might be a really awesome ride. And it's not. So it's it, it was building false demand because of its uh, capacity per hour was so low. So when op- uh, Epcot opened with no ticket book, um, they uh, – they felt like they had to tackle lines a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. So they were looking at something along the lines of a virtual queue, but they weren't calling it a virtual queue. So they were looking at like a reservation system where people would be issued like a return time and you would come back during that return time and ride the ride. But part of the problem with that was that people don't always show up during their return times. Yep. So then you would have empty seats. So uh, Bruce Laval went on a skiing trip and he was in a queue and he was in a standby line. And they also had a a reservation system where it was like a single rider line Mm -hmm. um, if you were just going by yourself and it was filling up seats. And so he was like, okay, so what if we did standby and this reservation system that would really optimize – 
um, the amount of people that we can get in and out and build on their time. So Disney's always been very, very interested in lines. In 1964 at the World's Fair, they invented switchback queues. So the type of line that you just go back and forth and back and forth. And they like to analyze the way that people feel in lines. Like Like they're ants? Exactly. (laughs) So there's like three factors of building a queue. Building a queue that you can't see. Building a very long queue that you're constantly moving, um, as well as putting, like, interactive pieces mm-hmm. in the queue. So they're constantly, like, innovating queues. Like, in Space Mountain, we used to have those games. Yep. And then they just took them away. They just turned them I'm off like, and why said, would... we're just going to pretend they weren't here. Yeah, that I'm like, happen. why would you take that away? It made no sense. And they just pretend like it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. I swear, no one said anything. It was just, all of a sudden, oh, no more video games. Yeah. So at this point... Uh, Laval was on the team for MGM, and MGM was having a really big problem because they had, like, no rides. And the lines were insanely long, and Michael Eisner was like, we'll fix it. (laughs) And so Laval got promoted to VP of operations, and that's when they started to look into these systems that that he was discussing. So the uh, reservation and standby line which was technically a version of a virtual queue model, but that's, you know, they didn't really have the computer system for that yet. So they tested it when Animal Kingdom opened. They had um, two test groups. They had a control group and a group that used this reservation system. So they would go, they would get their return time, they would go into shops and stores and do whatever they needed to do and eat. And then then they would return with their ticket that said their time window they would go on the ride, and then they would do the whole thing over again. Because I guess standing in line is not spending money. Exactly. So they had to journal their day, and what they found was that twenty, that 25% more rides were done, mm-hmm. and they waited 50% less time in line than the control group did, which they Eisner Sounds was like, like let's do it. Yeah. So – um. Laval really wanted to make it important that it was free for everybody, that it people wouldn't be As charged. It should be. Because then you would have class disparity and it wouldn't be ethical. <laughs> and Disney, Walt Disney himself, was very much along the same lines that he wanted to make it so that everybody could enjoy his park. Yeah. And even though you had to pay for each ride, it wasn't like astronomical, you know? Yeah. Um, he didn't want to make it out of reach for anybody. Um, so in 1999, later after their test, fast passes were introduced. Like you said, we had those awesome little paper kiosks. So much fun. Um, and they had this, they finally had it like a database for fast passes. So the fast pass system was extremely smart. Um, it stored the data of the ride, so it knew its capacity per hour. Yeah. So it issued a particular amount um, for each hour. It would know when um, a ride was down. So if it was down, it would stop. Sometimes it didn't stop, and so the cast members had to, like, go in and, like, throw away a bunch of fast passes. Um, It would change the standby time based on the amount of, like, fast passes going out. So it would start balking. Yeah. and the cast members could control it. So if they needed to stop it, they, they could. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it also, majority of the rides, they would track because you were only allowed to get one at a time. Yes. 
Um, so they would track your ticket and scan your ticket and um, it, they would see that you would already have one, which made some people really upset because you wouldn't know your FastPass return time until you put in your ticket. So your fast yeah, pass so return time could be like at five o'clock and it's like and eleven. With it. Yeah, you can't. And then cancel. you're stuck with it. Yeah, you can't cancel it. There's yeah, there was no way to know. Yeah. So eventually they changed it to like a two hour window. Like after your two hour window, you can get another one. Which was it's nice. A, once again, so advanced back mm-hmm. then. Everything was so advanced. They like their technology was great. And now mm-hmm. trash. Yeah. Nothing can keep up. It's just trash. So the point of the system is that it only should be used at a particular amount of rides. If it's used on everything, then it's not, it's counterintuitive. Like it's it's not actually working because you want these fast passes at your bigger rides so that these people aren't waiting in line. They're going in shops. They're going on rides that don't have any wait times. Mm-hmm. They're trying to kill their time waiting to get and ride the bigger ride. Yeah. If you do fast passes for everything and everything has a fast pass line, your standby lines are going to be Which higher. Is, I'm sure be part of the rationale behind the lightning lane, like the lightning versus yeah. lightning plus, and you have yes. to like pay for the two big rides. I'm yeah. sure that's the same rationale they're yes. using mm-hmm. is that if all of the rides have the same same level, what you know, they would mm-hmm. just flood the big rides. Yeah. So the original fast pass system even through the simulation and it kind of levels out um, the the standby times and the overall wait times. It, it kind of levels everything out so that it's not like astronomical yeah. amount of wait times that, that you have. Um, Bruce Laval, who created the system, said you can't use on every ride. And a couple years later, they were doing it on almost <laughs> every ride um, because of budget cuts. And Parks were overflowing with with people and because they weren't in lines. And so they're they were trying to find something else to to solve their problem. So that's when they started to build new tech for FastPass Plus mm-hmm. um, in 2007. Um, Which- so I'm not going to lie, when we first went back and there was, a, like, the new yeah. system, I was so overwhelmed. Yeah. I, like, I remember us being on the phone and being like, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. How are we supposed to do this? I can't figure any of it out. And we sucked. Sucked at it that first time. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. So this new tech for Fast Passes, they were calling it Experience Band or the X-Band. Um, it was part of their next-gen experience initiative of My Magic Plus as well as Mobile Magic, which lasted for, like, a hot minute, which was <laughs> Verizon only. Oh. Um, and that was, like, a part of your service where you were able to see wait times and different, like, attractions. Like, basically a part Mac on your phone. Yeah. And that's when they really started the balking. Like increasing, inflating wait times, manipulating to manipulate people to go to different rides, and so they realized that they could not only use this just for Verizon customers; they could use this for everybody. <laughs> Why manipulate a small group when you can manipulate everyone? Yes, yes. So they worked on My Magic Plus, which was like a one-stop shop for you to book your Fast Pass Plus, which. That's the name that they eventually land on it. And as well as look at wait times and do dining reservations 
and all of that. Um, so, like I said in the previous episode, Tom Staggs and Jay Rizzullo switched places from CFO to Parse to determine the CEO when all of this was rolling out. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so they were, before they called it Fast Pass Plus, they were calling it X Pass with your X ban. Mm. I'm so glad they, very glad they like, changed that. Yeah, That's that awful. was bad. So the whole purpose of X Pass, again, servicing, trying to service those once in a lifetime people, those staying at resorts to book ahead of time. Yep. Um, so now they could book three Fast Passes before they even step foot on property rather than the original fast pass system where they would have yep. to go in, put in their ticket and get their paper. So they could book 60 days ahead of time. The problem was that there wasn't enough fast passes to go around. Surprise, surprise. So since there wasn't enough fast passes to go around, they had to expand from 28 attractions at Walt Disney World being offered with fast passes to 50 attractions, oh not including meet and greets, parades, and firework viewings. Hmm. So <laughs> you go from 28 rides to pretty much the entire park has a fast pass. Yeah. Because they wanted to it's offer it's this like, perk for I'm once in a lifetime people coming. To book three fast passes in advance. I say, and it's like tricking them into thinking it's gonna like be good, mm-hmm. but by the time they could, like you're booking like small world. And, yep. Like they're you think you're doing something good, mm-hmm. but you're really not. Yep. So in Disney fashion, um, they outsource uh, to third parties to build this technology in the cheapest way possible. Mm. Imagineers were pissed; they were not on board. <laughs> Joe Rohde was quoted saying. If you want me to, like, believe that I'm in the world of, like, fairies and shit, they're not on their phones. <laughs> like, <laughs> they don't have magical bands, like, and they're not on their phones. Why yeah. are we doing this? Um, lovely stuff. So, in 2013, <laughs> My Magic Plus, Magic Bands, and Fast Pass Plus were born. Um, so, like I said, Fast Pass Plus was different because you're booking these virtually and it goes into your My Magic Plus, which mm-hmm. evolves into My Disney Experience. Um, and you get three Fast Passes prior to your trip. Um, and priority was for hotel guests. So IT begged them to pull the plug because the infrastructure just couldn't support all of this information and distributing and managing capacity and all this crap. <laughs> they said that back then. Yep. And now we're using the same, same program. Same program. To run a park pass yep. system. Mm-hmm. Um, so, problem? so in response to this um, technology fiasco, they had to triple the size of customer support at Walt Disney World. Can imagine. Yeah. Uh, 2014, paper fast passes were starting to struggle because their technology was from the 1990s. So, mm. and it wasn't updated because they invested $1 billion into Fast Pass Plus. So, yeah, uh, paper fast passes years. were reaching the end of their days. <laughs> so, Fast Pass Plus kiosks were introduced because you could only make Fast Pass Plus reservations on a computer. And a lot of our phones weren't computers <laughs> like that. Yeah, like we didn't have 
that sort of technology yet or an app that could help us with that. So you had to go to a kiosk, which also had a line. You had to wait in a line to make a reservation to wait in another line. Solid. Yeah. So by the end of 2014, paper fast pass system was no more. Um, yeah. So fast pass plus system made the adjustments as well that after your three fast passes, you could then get an additional fast pass mm-hmm. after your three. By 2016, um, my Disney experience was born and you could choose your own fast pass times on my Disney experience. And that's when you can master them. Yes. Because originally when uh, fast pass plus was introduced, you had to use their like you had four options for your itinerary. You would say, these are the rides I want to ride. And it would give you like four options of times that you could do said rides. So now on My Disney Experience, you could choose like if I wanted to do one ride at 11 and then one ride at five. Like they, it wasn't very particular about your itinerary. Um, because the FastPass system was such a bad rollout, and with the magic bands, that's why Disneyland doesn't have magic bands or Fast Pass Plus. <laughs> they ended up getting a program called Max Pass, which you had to pay for, which is kind of like a mix between paper Fast Passes as well as, I'm not going to say Genie, but it's a little bit of a mix of... Like, you get your basic paper fast passes, and then you pay your $10 for access to the bigger rides. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get paper fast passes with those. So, I didn't really do a deep dive on Max Pass because it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Fast Pass Plus rolls out, and um, because of this giant influx of people who have fast passes, um, they had to come up with their different phases of how they ratio fast pass to standby guests. So traditionally, phase one is like an 80% to 20%. So if for every four fast pass people, mm-hmm. there's one standby person. Oh my god. Phase two is 20 fast pass people to one standby person. Wow. Phase three is a hundred fast pass to one person. And I'm telling you, they still use this today. They still use this system today because I was on Space Mountain in Disneyland and the cast member said, we are doing a hundred genie plus to one standby person. And I was in the standby line and it sucked. How can anybody think? That is a like a workable, sustainable, at all practical system. Couldn't tell you. Like I can't even. I can't fathom that. So that's my like, TED why? talk about the history of fast passes. <laughs> so um, fast pass plus lived for a long while, and then something awful happened: a global pandemic. Ruined everything. COVID ruined everything. It shut down Disney World, shut down Disneyland, shut down all Disney theme park operations. And you know what Bob Chapek said? This is a great time to shake things up. Let's get rid of (laughs) annual passes. 
Let's get rid of fast passes and we're going to put in some garbage. I will say that first month after the park opened back up, it was great. It was beautiful. There was no one there. Mm -hmm. The lines were 20 minutes max. It was beautiful. Loved it. I know it couldn't, it'll never go back to that, but it was so much, so nice to go back that first month. When we went to annual pass holder previews of like the reopening I I loved it so much. There was literally like we would be walking. There was nobody. There was nobody. Would be like, "Hello, is anybody there?" It was it was wonderful. It was wonderful. It's not like that now. No, 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 not at all. So with um the birth of Genie Plus, which rolled out uh, October twenty twenty one. And it's very confusing. It's like way more confusing than any system they've ever rolled out, I think. It is. Going back to what I said last week, going to Walt Disney World has never been more complicated. Yeah. Like, I still, like, I've never, I haven't used Genie Plus, and I won't use Genie. I refuse. I I I will not not. pay the money. I can't do it. And and they force you. Yeah. They force you because when you, like, open up your app, when you're in the parks, they're like, my genie day. Yes, and it tries it, to like plan it out for you. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, you should go do this at this time and you could plan it through here. And I have so much beef with the the My Disney Experience app because since Genie rolled out, there's like two places where you can see your plans, but not all your plans are in either place. Like you have to go back and forth between like the section that's called my future plans or my genie day. Like you have to go back and forth between the two to see all of your plans. Yeah. It is so bad. It is so bad. They didn't integrate them well. Like they don't work together. So like they almost are built like two different apps that Mm -hmm. were just like sandwiched together. Yeah. But they don't mix. I feel like like they're just like constantly fighting with one another of like what. If I remember from D23, I thought genie because i got a survey about genie right after they announced it at d23 i believe in 2019 um it was gonna be a separate app so that's what i thought that was how i took it when they announced it i took it as it was going to be a separate app but i think they realized though if they separate them Mm -hmm. it wouldn't be used as much no like if you had to go out of your way Mm -hmm. for people like us that knew we didn't want it we would never interact with it and it couldn't force us to do anything yeah. You know, but they didn't – I don't think they changed their plans once they realized that yeah. because they do. They just are constantly fighting with each other of who is, like, what you're supposed to plan through and book through. And even, like, the one – the podcast I was listening to about the lightning lane, mm-hmm. it's even, like, even just through the genie part trying to book your stuff is hard. Like, it's you have to go to the tip board. You can't yeah. just go to, like, the my plans no, and add it. you can't. You have you to have go through their, tips. like, customized tips and, and try to find it, it there. Like, you have, you put in, like, your preferences, but it doesn't listen to your preferences. It it goes based on, like – Where they want you. Where they want you to go. So, like, if you say, like, I'm a ride junkie, they're going to continue to maybe send you to, like, meet and greets and not give you a ton of rides based on, like – the the flow of wait times that day so like they say that it listens to you but it it doesn't it it doesn't doesn't really just trying to organize the park it's really just trying to push you into certain places Mm -hmm. and then it like makes you feel like you like yeah you're right it's gonna be too long and i can't go do that today like Mm -hmm. 
it works even if it doesn't work even if you don't book it through them like you're still like oh yeah. it must be like really busy i can't get something through there yeah so um, i just opened up my disney experience and i clicked on my day for for genie and so it came up with this like whole like description mm-hmm. of what lightning lanes and genie plus are let's just start with how confusing are the names right so freaking confusing it makes no sense even like like people like us who are veterans yeah and i've like, used all I of the system for fully years. understand oh so like okay. i think not only like is it two apps together like mm-hmm. also like genie should have been separate from lightning lanes yeah because you like genie's supposed yeah. to be like your planning app like it's supposed to help you organize yeah. your day mm-hmm. whereas lightning lane is like your fast pass that you buy basically yeah like they it's yeah. just very confusing how they so, roll it out. The dissertation that popped up on my phone, I will read it. it. Says save time in line with Lightning Lane options. Choose from two ways to purchase and book arrival windows for our new Lightning Lane entrances, individual Lightning Lane purchases, and Disney Genie Plus service. Each option offers a different set of experiences. These options can be combined. So let's just break that down. New Lightning Lane entrances. Excuse me, those are fast pass entrances. There's nothing new about them. Um, honestly, some of them are just a piece of paper over top of the fast yeah. pass. Did you? There was a whole big thing about the one Slinky at, Dog. Huh? There was one at Slinky Dog that was like so bad. And a uh, Small World. You could literally yeah. read fast pass under the Lightning uh-huh. Lane. It was a embarrassing piece of paper. Like, ugh, uh-huh. it's disgusting. So you get genie without paying any money yeah that's like your free that's your planning, planning app. tips whatever which is basically just my disney experience yeah just harder to work genie plus you pay 15 dollars a day per person and you can get a i want to call them fast pass you can get a lightning lane return time for attractions in the genie plus i'm gonna call, say buckets I, yeah. That's my favorite analogy. <laughs> buckets in the Disney Plus and at Dis- Disney Genie Plus bucket. Which is now there is a separate bucket that are called individual lightning lanes. Those buckets you have to pay an additional cost per person um, per ride that is in said bucket depend amount depending on the season yeah um and you don't have to have genie plus to get an individual lightning (laughs) lane that should be said okay so it says the next part of this dissertation says individual lightning lane for select popular attractions available to all guests for purchase with or without disney genie plus service Available for some of our most highly demanded attractions not included with Disney Genie Plus. Choose a arrival time at up to two select attractions per day total, booked one at a time. Guests of a Disney Resort Hotels and select other hotels can make purchases beginning at 7 a.m. the day of their visits. All other guests can make their first purchase when park opens. Okay. I want to say my biggest qualm with this whole freaking system, like there's a lot of issues, Mm -hmm. but the fact that there's like 
the 7 a.m. start time. Yeah. I hated the virtual queues for like yeah. the um for like Star Wars and all yeah. that. Like it's all about luck. And mm-hmm. I'm not lucky. Mm-hmm. So like I was always so stressed waking. I had to wake up at 655, get my phone mm-hmm. ready, get all of your part your your party goers together. Mm-hmm. And like you have to fight for it. And it's just a big guessing game whether should you be on Wi-Fi? Should you not? Yep. Like to it's fight the same these, game. It's, it's the, the same game. same game. And it's horrible it's bad. that you have to do that. You have I, to wake up early. I appreciate how they're trying to get back to like OG fast passes where like you can't book 60 days in advance or whatever. Like it has to be on the day. But this is – it's still like – it's still a pain in the ass. <laughs> like all, all of the genie selections or individual lightning lanes are gone in the morning. Like that's, that's it. What I mean. You're like, done. It, yeah. You're going to – like if you aren't up at 7, mm-hmm. you're going to miss the big ones. Yeah. Like so, you might get lucky. They might open some up late. Yeah. Like, you know, I know I've seen people – they open up a little bit later. And you yeah. Can, I'm assuming they do them in waves just like mm-hmm. they did like the virtual not a, Not as much though. Yeah. Yeah. But like so yeah, like I like we were saying before, so that whole section of the dissertation <laughs> was saying like you can buy individual lightning lanes for like the popular e ticket attractions that so it's are like, in that bucket. It's the top two rides at each park, isn't it? Yes, and they've changed it. Like it was like four ish, like uh-huh. like they add they it, it's a very flexible system so they they put in they take out attractions all the time of each bucket that's why i like to call them buckets because they're interchangeable um so the next section says disney genie plus lightning lane for 40 plus experiences so let's let's think about that for a second remember with <laughs> fast pass plus how we said you know we went from 28 to 50 and over things that you could get a fast pass for and it didn't solve our line issue (laughs) just kind of made it a little bit worse like the overall weight um yeah so i just want everybody to keep that in mind um available with the purchase of disney genie plus service select the next available arrival window booked one at a time beginning at 7 a.m the day of your visit these experiences aren't offered for individual purchase so at Magic Kingdom, the attractions for individual Lightning Lane that you would have to pay, like this is a la carte, is Seven Dwarves, Mine Train, and Space Mountain with two asterisks next to it. <laughs> that means between February 25th, 2022 and August 7th, 2022, Mickey's Runaway Railway, Frozen Ever After, and Space Mountain will be included via Disney Genie Plus service and will not be included as an individual Lightning Lane selection. So as of right now, They're the just only in individual Lightning Lane at Magic Kingdom that you would have to purchase a la carte is Seven Dwarves Mine Train. Okay. Space Mountain is included in your $15 for Which Genie just Plus. just going to make that line so much worse. Yes. So all the other attractions. <sighs> It's a small world. Big Thunder Mountain. Buzz Light Your Space Ranger Spin. Disney Festival of Fantasy Parade. Dumbo the Flying Elephant. Haunted Mansion. Jungle Cruise. Mad Tea Party. Mickey's Philhard Magic. Monsters of Ink. Laugh Floor. The Magic Carpets of Aladdin. Peter Pan's Flight. Pirates of the Caribbean. See Cinderella and a Visiting Princess at Princess Fairy Tale Hall. See Mickey Mouse at Town Square Theater. See Tiana and a Visiting Princess at Fairy Tale Hall. Space Mountain. Two asterisks. Only available right now. Splash Mountain. Barnstormer, The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, Tomorrowland Speedway, Under the Sea, Journey of the Little Mermaid. So, everything including the parade. You're correct. 
um, because I don't think there's one attraction that was. Oh, the treehouse. The treehouse is not on there. And that's sometimes not even open. <laughs> Listen, just trying to help. Um, so the only attraction that you don't yeah. get in your uh, Genie Plus is mm-hmm. the treehouse. Did I say people mover? People mover. Ooh, no. I didn't say people mover, right? And I love no, the people, I didn't. I love the people mover. Me too. Me too. Oh, Carousel Carter. Oh, <laughs> I like how we both thought of that at the same time. Let me think. Anything else? They took the out show? the uh, the turnstiles for people move uh, for carousel progress as well. Did they? Yeah. Mm. Cody was sad about it. Mm. Okay. Um, Epcot. So, like I said, Frozen Ever After, as of right now, in this window until August seventh, is n- not an individual lightning. Which wave. I feel like this is a pretty busy time right now. Yeah. Like, why would they take that and put? Especially, it, in a it goes all the way to August. That's what I mean. Like, you're over summer. Like, you're in these really peak windows. August is when it slows down. So they're trying to make more money when those people are there. Mm, like, no. I don't know. Like, no, I don't that would see. cost them more money. That would make them more money if they left an individual lightning. I know, like, that's why I don't. Jim Hill and Len Testa have a theory that there's been pushback of the program mm-hmm. and a lot of disgruntled people when they pay a la carte and the ride goes down. <laughs> Because Space Mountain goes down quite a bit. Frozen Ever After goes down quite a bit. Let me see the other ones. Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway go down quite a bit. So a lot of disgruntled people, especially at high capacity times, the rides are more likely to break down. trying to placate everyone. They're like, here, we're being nice. And Scott has very few rides, so I'm Mm -hmm. really interested to hear this list. Okay. So Individual Lightning Lanes is just Remy's. So it's no longer a virtual queue. You can pay individual lightning lane. Soren's not on there? No. I would have thought that would have been one of the uh, individual lanes. No. Genie Plus lightning lanes include Disney Pixar shorts. Which has been the same shorts for years. Frozen Ever After, which two asterisks, just for this time. Yep. Journey into Imagination with Figment. <laughs> Living with the Land. Missions. Which, wait. Time out. It's in Genie Plus. Today, my mom saw a line for Figment for the first time ever. Yeah. Have we seen a line for Figment? And it's on the Genie Plus. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I know. Um, Living with the Land, Mission Space, Soaring Around the World, Spaceship Earth, Test Track, The Seas with Nemo and Friends, and Turtle Talk with Crash. So everything. Yeah. Except for three caballeros. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And do they have it for like the meet and greet with Anna and Elsa? no okay so no so that's i well are they meeting right now i don't know if they are right now i don't th- i don't think they are i didn't know maybe they came back with the other ones i don't know i don't remember okay disney hollywood studios individual lightning lane is take a guess slinky dog no i know <laughs> rise of the resistance i know um uh, they did try slinky dog the first time they though. did uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway is offered as a Genie Plus Lightning Lane as of right now until August 7th, like I said. I um, so Genie Plus Lightning Lane include Alien Swirling Saucers. Ooh. Gotta ride that ass. Beauty Beast, Beauty and the Beast live on stage. I haven't seen it since it came back. Me either. Disney Junior Play and Dance. For the first time in forever, a Frozen sing-along celebration. Mm. That one's worth it. <laughs> Indiana Jones' epic stunt spectacular. I forgot that came back. 
Millennium Falcon. Why do they say this? Why is this like this? Millennium Falcon smuggler <laughs> Smuggler's Run now open. <laughs> Exclamation mark. What is that? Somebody needs to like fix that. I feel like it's been like that all the I don't know. It's been open for a while. Can we take that away? Muppet Vision 3D. Yeah. Rock and Roller Coaster starring Aerosmith. See Disney stars at the Red Carpet Dreams. That's Mickey and Minnie. See Olaf at Celebrity Spotlight. Slinky Dog Dash. Star Tours. The Adventure Continues. The Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. And Toy Story Mania. Um, that's everything. Um, what? Not, what? not one man's dream. Okay. True. <laughs> you don't have a lightning lane to get into the museum. Um, trying to think. Oh, is is uh, Ariel back? No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. All right. Um, let's go to Animal Kingdom. Um, individual lightning lane, go. Dinosaur. You're absolutely right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. And you know what? Now I want to go through the rest of them. Wrong answers only. Okay. Individual lightning lane. Avatar flight of passage. Um, Genie Plus Lightning Lane um, is animation experience. What? Why? I I I, do too, but but why? But why do we have to have? We don't need that. A separate lane. Like, it's it's an ex. Uh, Dinosaur. You know, I never understood in Dinosaur why every letter, letter, not letter, letter is capitalized. I I don't understand. You know, a lot of their titles are really, like, like the now open thing has been there. Forever. Oh, like that. I like I have no idea why. Uh, Festival of the Lion King, Feathered oh. Flight. No, Feathered Friends in Flight. It's tough to be a bug. Ugh. Skip it. Cali River Rapids. Skip it. <laughs> Kilimanjaro Safaris. I like that. <laughs> and then Navi River Journey. Oh, and Everest is closed. So. And Everest is closed. Okay, Epcot. And, wrong wrong answers only. Individual light. world is still closed. <laughs> it's gone. I know. It's, it's demolished. I'm aware. What are we? What is it? What is that going to be? I don't know. I want it to be Zootopia, or Duckburg from Ducktales, <laughs> or <laughs> Indiana be- Jones. Can we get rid of Dinosaur, please? Whatever it's going to be, it won't open for another ten years. Yeah. Okay. Epcot individual lightning lane. Wrong answers only. Go. Did we do Epcot? No. No, we did Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom. No, we did because I said wouldn't Soren be on it? And I said Figment had a line. Oh, okay. Magic Kingdom, wrong answers only. We already did Magic Kingdom. What Small you ones. You're right. There we go. <laughs> okay, so now I'm out of my dissertation. And they want me to, like, get started with Disney Genie. And I refuse. I just, I really refuse. Like, so you have my day. But you know what? You, you also- have your tip board. For people with the DAS pass, they really don't need this. Like, I don't know. No, no, you don't need this. You like, don't, if you have a DAS pass, you don't need this. You don't need this at all. Oh, Enchanted Tiki Room is also not on. Ah, very I true. Not a Genie Plus. Um, I was just looking because it was trying to give me suggestions. Were carpets on it? Yeah. Okay. Tom Sawyer's Island. Yeah, I was trying to give me like I can't believe Tom's recommendations. Yeah, that needs to go. I don't know what it would be, but it needs to go. 
I don't know. Something. Yeah, I don't know. I Ooh, the boat. The the Mark uh is ours Mark Twain or is that Disneyland? I don't know. I don't remember. But that wasn't on it. I've never been on it, but I know it's there. Yeah. I know it's an option. I mean, I think, like, this could be useful if you literally have no idea, like, what is happening. But, like, even when I went to Disneyland, I didn't use this because I it was very overwhelming. Like, there was a lot, like, going on. Yeah. Like, we know what we want to do and we can't even get it to work. Yeah. So, like, if you really have no idea what you're doing, your day is going to be so messed up. Like, that was That was really, really bad when we went to Disneyland and I was trying to, like – juggle between like my plans and my genie day like if I go to future plans like it shows me park passes but like it won't show me like all my dying reservations and it won't show me like it just it's just like we said it's like two paths like two apps into one that just don't make sense and they like fight with each other over it too like it's Mm -hmm. not like they just like don't work together like they they really don't work together. It's yeah. glitches. It's, I mean, it's always been glitchy, but it's extra glitchy now. Yeah. No, yeah. it's it's very, very, very glitchy. Yeah. And, like, the way the lightning lane, like, the Genie Plus part works, mm-hmm. like, it's kind of similar to how the Fast House where, like, you can make your your plan, but if, like, your ride isn't until, like, 5 o'clock at night, you mm-hmm. don't have to wait around till 5. Mm-hmm. There's a two-hour window from when yes. you made it. So, yes. like, say you made them at 7 – at nine, you can make another one if yours are like late in the day. So at least yeah. they don't like leave you hanging or like, no. ah, you bought one for later. Sucks to be you. Yeah. It's just a very, very complicated system, which again, like they think that they're catering to those once in a lifetime people and they're not. They're, they're pushing them further and further away because these once in a lifetime people don't have the knowledge that like annual pass holders do or people who go like you know once a year like they have more of the knowledge and that's the same thing with the fast pass plus system it's it was the knowledge the people Mm -hmm. who benefited the most from fast pass plus were annual pass holders i love the fast pass and the the people who went once a year because they had the knowledge disney makes these programs so complicated that you are not benefiting Mm -mm. Those people who you are trying to benefit. Yeah. Which is fine with me, but whatever. I'm yeah. just saying. But like, it's just not user friendly at you're, all. You're just None making it, it messy. And then going back to the Defunct Land video, like, <laughs> it's hilarious because he he's like, so they made this monster. <laughs> it's a fast pass monster. And there's people who love the fast pass monster because they understand how to use it. And and everybody else is running around screaming in chaos because they don't know what to do or how to manage it or what how it works. And they're like, I got it. Let's start charging people for it. Which, so then not everybody will have access to it. I'm very surprised they didn't take on like the universal model a little bit where it's like if you're a hotel guest, mm-hmm. you get like the free fast pass kind of thing. Like they didn't take on that kind of model to encourage – because obviously they want more hotel mm-hmm. guests. That's the whole like the two-night minimum like uh-huh. – I'm surprised they didn't take on that kind of model where, like, it would benefit if you did stay on property, you'd get, like, your, you know, the Genie Plus with your hotel reservation and you still had to Mm -hmm. pay for the Lightning Lane. I agree. Or whatever. You know, I'm surprised they didn't do that. And then, like, the pass holders at Universal, you can, if you're on, like, a certain tier, you can get the the Fast Pass after four, basically. Yeah. Where it's, like, you can ride the – 
and why don't we why have don't that they take that kind of model like yeah. i'd be okay with that like yeah it's not as good I as we used to have love when universal orlando's twitter i'm not on twitter but i see when they post on instagram they throw so much shade yep. at Walt Disney World. It is so funny. So with this whole like fast pass, not like Genie and annual pass holder, all of this like shit that was going down and still is like Universal will like throw in like annual pass holders. We have a lounge dedicated just for you. <laughs> we have special foods just for you. We love our annual pass holders and Genie who like they're like, Oh, I love Even with like the shade. park pass system, they were all oh over it. They're like, you guys are welcome to come whenever. Whenever you want. Like, there's no limits. Like, no. we're not going to boot out the annual pass holders. No. Y'all come. We want yeah. you. I, I died that. It's so funny. And listen, I'm a Disney person through and through, but I do have a soft spot for Universal because they. They appreciate you. Yes. I just can't entertain myself the whole year there no. is my problem. Like, I love Universal. I love Universal. But, like, Disney, I can entertain myself all year. Yeah. Universal, like, I can go once a year and yeah. be plenty satisfied I like that I got need, everything we done. Need to go. Like, we haven't I, gone in a while. I agree. And, you know, since I'm not an old pass holder right now, I can – I'll go. I'm they want me. They want me. I am a little butthurt about it, though, because last time I became an old pass holder at Universal – we did the top tier because I wanted to go to uh, Horror Nights. Mm-hmm. And it was included in the ticket. And so it made sense money-wise. Well, then they canceled Halloween Horror Nights. Mm-hmm. And all they gave us – I forgot it. They gave us something super tiny. Like, it it didn't make sense for me to have that pass anymore. But it was too late. Yeah. Without the Halloween Horror Nights yeah. tickets. Yeah. I don't know. But let's talk a little bit about our Fast Pass um, upbringing and journey – I have, like I said, I have very vivid memories of mm-hmm. the paper system. I loved the paper system. Like, I have two very distinct memories. Mm-hmm. One at um, Space Mountain, one at Test Track of being able to do it. And, mm-hmm. like, I was so excited, like, my grandparents doing it. I don't know. I loved it. Yeah. Loved it. It was so much fun. Mm-hmm. It was, like, part of the – it was part of the fun of getting yeah. to do that. And it's popping out your ticket. And you yeah. get to keep your tickets. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Um. I, I have the same memories. I loved the paper system. I remember, like, we would, like, separate as a family and go get, like, yeah. said fast passes that we and, like, wanted. Would, and then we would meet back up. You would try to figure out how the system was going to yeah. work. You'd be like, okay, is this the good time to do it? Yeah. All right, we got to try to do it now. Uh-huh. And, like, you would try to figure out how the system uh-huh. worked. Um, and then FastPass Plus rolled out. And like you said, we hadn't gone for a while and it was very overwhelming. But once you learn the system, we played that like a fucking fiddle. Oh, yeah. Fiddle. We were so good. But I just remember that first trip we were booking and we got our tickets. Uh-huh. And I just remember being on the phone and we're like, I don't understand yeah. how to do this. We're like, would this be a good time? Like, Yeah. And they were horrible. Playing 60 days in advance of what you want to eat and do and everything. Like, That's a lot. It, yeah. We were so bad at it in the beginning. But everyone was. It was new. Yeah. Like, nobody – there was no tips, no yeah. nothing because it was brand new. There was a – the first, like, wave that we got into it, it was great because you could interchange your people mm-hmm. who was on the fast pass. Oh, so, yeah. So what you did <laughs> – was that you would book your three, right? You would book your three uh, fast passes. Um, and then you would take the other annual pass holders in your fr- friends and families list and you would book three more. And you would just keep on going you would just keep until you them. ran out of friends and families. And then 
I would do that and I would have like 15 fast passes. Yes, it was and then amazing. You would use your three and then you would switch out one, whatever yeah. your the next one. Like and it you, was beautiful. And you could just keep going all and day. Like, with Fast Pass Plus, you had to use like your first the three, three before you at, could do this. And four. it had to be like at whatever park like at yes. one park yeah you couldn't book like your if you were park hopping you couldn't pick like for another park yeah you so had you to use your three with the other people yeah you have you have to use your three at whatever park that you were starting at so like epcot i i would have to use all three there and then my next like one like every one that you would get after it could be at any park yeah um like i said i loved that so we were so good Oh my we god! Were so and then good. you would pound the system, so you would just refresh, refresh, refresh Eventually. until you her. I would call you would just harass it until I gave you what you want. Yep, and it worked. It worked. And it worked almost. Oh my god! Every time. Do you remember? Oh my god! It was your birth. I don't know. I think it was your birthday trip, and we were eating at Japan. Oh my god! And I was like, <laughs> I was harassing the system. And I got seven dwarves. And that was back when seven dwarves literally just opened. It just opened. So there was no <gasps> way you could ride it ever. Let me tell you. We ate a full, full <laughs> hibachi meal. We power walked. Like, we never power walked before. All the way to the monorail. I have never been more stressed on a monorail ride in my Ooh. life. We were so sweaty. <laughs> monorail ride, TTC. Run off the monorail. Up to the Magic Kingdom monorail. Get on monorail. <laughs> run off monorail tap into magic kingdom you power walk your ass off because if you run in disney they're like oh, hey, and like hey. the park was gonna close like we park got like closing. the last the one. fireworks crowd was coming out while we were trying to run in and we're like we're swimming we're sweating sweating like i've never sweat before like in the middle of the night i felt like i was gonna puke hibachi and we're running power walking <laughs> to to space mountain uh, not not space seven mountain dwarves. to seven dwarves which is all the way in the back of the park let me tell you power walking hurts so much more than running does <laughs> so we're power walking all the way to seven dwarves we make it whew, in our like 15 minute window that like you can so like after your set time you have 15 minutes to get there and like i think we were only like, the first monorail and like it was end yeah. of our time so we had 15 minutes from the epcot monorail yeah. To get there. Yeah. Ugh. So when we got there, for those of you who've been on Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, you know that all the AC in Magic Kingdom is pumping into that ride. <laughs> we were sweating. We were so freaking cold. <laughs> so cold. Yep. But we did it. We did it. We because did it. we knew how to work We did your parents. We did. They, were, they weren't going to make it. They were we, not going we were fast like, enough. like, okay, we're done with our dinner. See you later. Bye. They were not going to go fast enough. No. They no. were not going to keep and up. And the fireworks were going off at Epcot when we were leaving, too, yes, because so we, we were, were dodging crap people. Yeah, it was Ooh. dodging crowds left and right. That was fun. Um, but that it was, was great. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a long time ago. So, I mean. I know. Yeah, I had to be my first open. Because yeah. I think that was the first time I rode that. Yeah. At all. It was good. It was. I wouldn't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't do it again. Um. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, the OG Fast Pass system. I love the Fast Pass Plus system. Like Defunkland said, the people who loved it were the people who knew how to rig yeah. it. So I feel I mean, like, that's it. I feel like it worked decently well. So basically, what we're saying is Fast Pass was awesome. Genie Plus and Lightning Lane sucks. Um, yeah. Even the, the time, <laughs> even the time when we came back from the pandemic, 
like closure. Um, I missed fast passes a lot. And I understand like, like the standby lines were definitely shorter, but that part of it was like capacity and, you know, as well. But I mean, if we're going to have a system like, I don't, I mean, yeah, I want Fast Pass Plus because I know how to play the game. Yeah. Um, but they did take away that feature, like, oh, yeah, towards they, they the took last away couple years of the, its life. Yeah, you couldn't hold names anymore. You couldn't hold it anymore under, like, different people. And, like, you they could try it, it, like, you could hold it and then, like, release it mm-hmm. and try to catch it. But yeah. that really. You couldn't change wasn't, the people on the Fast Pass anymore. Yeah, you could so, only delete. Yeah. So, like, yeah. you could – sometimes if you were lucky, mm-hmm. you could delete it and catch it. But yeah. for the most part, that was – it's still – like, you could still do good yeah. with it, but not nearly as well. I remember sitting in mm-hmm. – F- like, at FAU when we were in school and mm-hmm. we were, like, planning our fast passes yeah. during lecture. I remember sitting there like, okay, I got I to gotta get this person, this uh-huh. person. And I don't know. I just remember doing it in class, which yes. I'm sure is super great. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yep, that's how we did college, guys. We went to Disney College. Yep. Um, we graduated. We did it. Yeah. I mean, like Defunct Clan said in the video, he was like, unless you went to my Disney Experience University, <laughs> you wouldn't really understand how to use it. We would have been great professors. Yeah. I could have done a whole class. Oh, on, absolutely. On I mean, I'm sure I could do a whole class on fucking Genie Plus if I put the energy into it. But I like every time somebody talks to me about Genie Plus, I plug my ears. But even if you could like like juke the system like we were before you're uh-huh. still paying for it i yeah and i don't want to like, pay for it i don't want to pay for something that i already paid for and should be included in my annual pass and like when we came back from the pandemic i my problem with not the fast pass i knew capacity was down the lines were shorter but like i missed the experience of it yeah like that was back before we realized everything was going to change like mm-hmm. I, it just kind of felt like everything was going to go back to the way it was yeah and like i just missed the experience of it mm-hmm. of like getting to plan that and that whole yeah. part inside the park like yeah I don't know. I just miss the experience of doing that. No, and I once agree. again, I know you can kind of try to do that with Genie Plus, but I don't want to pay for it. No. We already pay more to get into the park. Yeah. We get less benefits with our mm-hmm. our passes. And then plus we have to pay. I just can't. No. I can't. I draw the line somewhere. No. And this is it. And I know you'll be like, but it's like $15. No. Like, it's just like the point of it. Like, yeah. before your annual passes came with your three fast passes. Yeah. That should – something along those lines should be included. Like, you shouldn't – one individual lightning lane a day or like your genie plus should be included but maybe for like you can't have like unlimited genie plus maybe you get like five like or three yeah. like the old you know fast yeah, pass there's system. plenty of ways they could have like worked around this to make yeah. it more inclusive for like everyone. a pass like pass holder benefits yeah. for this like but, but that goes kept... back to our conversation last week that they're trying to kill the annual passes so. like taking away the photo pass was just surely just shitty just to stick it to us yeah it did not cost the money for us to download those pictures um and no people are gonna say like to pay the photographers no no there are plenty of people buying those castle pictures Uh that they do not need me to buy my ride picture no 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 it did not cost the money to have Mm -hmm. that camera on space mountain where you did different faces each time yeah no yep very mad i know um yeah yeah, when they rolled out the new annual passes i was like Maybe I'll get a lower tier <laughs> Disney pass and get a universal annual pass too. Yeah. It's just um, sad. It's it just is. Sad. Yes. So thank you for attending our TED talk about fast passes. <laughs> um, yes, this was a continuation of our rant from last week about how much 
we hate Bob Chapek and how he ruins everything um, because this is his problem. It is. This it- is his monster that he created and, again, is, you know, really ruining the experience of going to, like, Walt Disney World. And, and going back to Jim Hill and Len Testa, which they have a wonderful podcast, too. Jim Hill, he's amazing um, theme park, you know, journalist and has a lot of connections and everything. Um, his podcast is called The Disney Dish, and he has a, he has a lot of different podcasts as well. But anyways, they're like – do you want these people to go home and complain about their experience on Disney Genie? No, you want them to go and say how much of a wonderful time they had yeah. at Walt Disney World because when somebody has a bad time, they're going to tell five people. When somebody has a good time, they'll tell maybe two. So like like us right yeah. now, we're telling as many people as will listen to this exactly. podcast that it is That's a bad when time. when people like write on, you know, Yelp and shit. So like when people have bad times, like – you're going to hear about it. There's more passion more, behind it. Way more when they have a good time. So there, people are having a lot of bad times right now because the parks are insanely packed. The The technology infrastructure cannot hold Mm-mm. this it is gonna type of technology. And it is going to be a shit show. We've seen it. It's been collapsing. I know, but I feel like there's going to be just one. Oh, it's going to be bad. Big collapse and the whole thing is going to They just... don't have enough cast members uh-uh. to support the amount of people that are in the parks. It, and it's I, just And I mess. feel like they're not doing anything to help cast members no. want to keep working either. No. Like, I'm not trying to get into like, but like when they support the Don't Say Gay Bill and they oh. like that whole thing, like, they're not encouraging people to want to stay with the company. No. And I'm sorry. Like, Bob Chapek's initial reaction was shit. The fact that Bob Iger tweeted out, like, how displeased he was with the bill and whatever. Like, that's our CEO, guys. Yeah. Not Bob Chapek. And then he comes back and he's like, oh, I'm sorry that I, like, let you down. And, like, some people were like, oh, yay. He did it. No, guys. No. no don't forgive him. Like, like he, he did knew that exactly because, what he was doing. Yeah. He did that a second apology because people were still pissed off and their public relations were like, dude, you got to get your shit together. Like, what? Yeah. No. He knew exactly what he was doing. His oh little God. fake email apology is yeah. just not it. And the people that he's surrounding himself with are complete shit. Apparently, the new, like, CFO that he hired, like, she was talking about how the portions are getting smaller um, for different meals and stuff and how prices aren't increasing. And she said, it's okay. It'll be good for people's waistline. Oh like, she's God. a real See, bitch. this is where my my biggest fear is. Even when we get rid of Chapek, is that he's ha- – put such a lasting impression uh-huh. that we're still going to be screwed. Even if we yeah. get like a Josh Tamara I know. in, like I know. how many other and the people, people that he's hired and surrounding himself with are shit. That's what I mean. Like how, like even if we can get him out and put like a Josh Tamara in, I know there are so many other people that he's put in place that I just don't see how it can, it, it's going to take a lot longer to fix I just than hope it took that we, to ruin. Yeah. I hope we just don't get into the point where we have another like hostile takeover attempt which was sort of happening when the pandemic was going on. Like, I just, oh, God, I just don't want that again. And have, you know, the theme parks and us suffer even more than what we're already suffering. And I know this is very, like, first world problems. Yeah. But, like, this is what we're experiencing. Yeah. And I know a lot of other people are experiencing this, too. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Well, 
I guess that's all I have to say about that. Um, yeah, I think that pretty wraps up our opinion. Yeah. So if you enjoyed our podcast today, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us five stars. Five any stars less, only. Yeah. Any less, we will not accept. We have very low self-esteem. Um, <laughs> please do not hurt our feelings, all two of you listening. Yeah. Uh, share it with a friend. Share it on social media. That would be great. Let us know what you want us to rant about. Yeah. That would help. Yeah, share it on those nice annual pass holder Facebook groups. Because <laughs> I'm sure, oh I'm sure they so, would agree. I'd be so scared to put it on there, though. Those people are mean. But I'm Have sure you read they would those agree. comments? I don't go on there. They are scary. mean. Ooh, That's people scary. put things on there. And those people in the comments are mean. It's very scary in there. I know. Very scary in there. My but dad I'm sure likes they to would me. shake their fists with us and say, you tell them. My dad likes to send me things on there all the time. I don't go in there so because mean. I feel like that's a dark hole that I will not escape from. <laughs> yeah, it's a very scary place. I'm very terrified about that. Oh, Lord. Um. All right. No, I think. But I think that's all I like that's I have it. to say. Again, go watch the I know it's it's a very long video. It's an hour and forty-five minutes, but I've watched it twice <laughs> and it's very good. Um, a very good like deep dive of the fast pass system and basically like the the structure that it's built upon and it's just very, very interesting. I don't know, I enjoy those things. So if you enjoy those things, you should watch it. Um, but yeah, um I that's it. I think that's I'm it. I'm done. Well, uh, I'm ready for food. I am so ready for I'm food. So I'm hungry. so hungry. <laughs> I already ordered my dinner. It'll be home when I get there. Oh my goodness. Um, but yeah, tune in next week. I don't know what we're gonna be talking about. I have no about. idea. Um, Couldn't tell you. So once again, if you have suggestions, any ideas, let us know because we pre-recorded this, so we're like, yeah, we're a couple weeks out. Uh-huh. We time to take suggestions. Whatever yeah. you want to hear. And if not, we'll probably go back to Twilight. So yeah, so that's up to you. So if we don't, don't want to from... hear any Twilight. That's that's <laughs> if up we to you. Don't hear from you. We'll take that as you want to hear Twilight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would be another month. So yeah, let us know. Yeah, thanks, guys. <laughs> Alrighty, we will see you real soon.